Hi everyone and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I of course am your host Britton Frost and today we are joined by Ralph Grizzle yet again uh, one of our podcast regulars who also happens to be my father and Ralph and I are preparing for a trip that we are going to take in just a few days here. We're going to leave on Saturday July 6th and that will be aboard Ama Magna which is Ama Waterway's newest ship and I want to explain what I'm doing here because a few of you are coming over to this podcast from our Ocean Cruise website. And Ralph and I wanted to talk about the river cruise ship and why it is appealing to river cruise customers, but we also wanted to open it up to ocean cruisers because we really believe that if you're looking into doing a river cruise, this is a good first step. Ama Magna is double wide. We'll get into all this in the podcast as well, but it's double wide. It allows you a little bit more space. Um, and, and really with the size of the staterooms and everything, uh, multiple dining venues, you're looking at more of an ocean style vessel as far, of course, it's still a river cruise vessel and it still looks like a river cruise vessel um, and it still operates as such but really just kind of having the amenities that you would have on a small ship ocean cruise. So as I said, the multiple dining venues, um, just the, the size of the staterooms, the gym and, you know, and so much more. So as I said, we'll get into that in a bit, but I just wanted to clarify that um, at first because we do throughout the podcast make the distinction between people who have traditionally river cruised and, you know, how, how does this ship help? help current river cruise guests, but also, you know, how could that kind of bridge the gap between river cruisers and ocean cruisers? So with that out of the way, we will go ahead and get into the podcast. And um, we are so excited to go. We're going to do a podcast live from the ship as well. So um, I, I really am looking forward to it. And I hope that you all are going to enjoy hearing about it as much as we are going to be sailing it. So dad as as i call you off the air um today we are going to talk about ama magna and i think that we are both really excited about seeing the ship i've already seen it um but you have not and it's something that we've been talking about since it was first announced and we kind of always come back to it so i kind of want to just sit down with you we leave exactly a week from today and get your thoughts on what you're excited for, how you're feeling about the trip and, and you know, all of that, all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, two things I want to start with. First of all, I want to say that it's going to be really fun to travel with you and uh, we haven't done that in a long time. So to be back on a cruise with you is going to be a lot of fun. And secondly, I want to say just what a pleasure it is to work with you because, you know, it's been an interesting journey to watch you like through all the years, you know, as a little girl who went cruising with us and then as a teenager who began cruising and seeing some of the more exotic destinations, then uh, to get a degree in journalism or communications, as they called it, where you went to school 
and to sort of come into this business and to be doing so well with it. Your interview with Samantha Brown was incredible. And I think I, I, well, I think you matched her, you know, on, on that interview. So I wanted to start with that, just saying that it's a pleasure to uh, to work with you. Every father should be so lucky. Thank you. Thank you. And it is a pleasure to work with you. And I, so much of what I have learned, I have learned from you. So right. it, my work is a reflection of you as well. Thank you. Well, I think that what we're going to talk about today a little bit is the Ama Magna and how it sort of bridges the gap between ocean and river, because this is more like a small ship, a small ocean-going vessel, than anything else in the Ama fleet or other fleets. Now, Crystal did have the Crystal Mozart, which it was a much older ship, but it was double the width. So it also came really close to bridging that gap, and I think Ama Magna probably does it. So, uh, you know, just the, the, the multiple dining venues, the width of the ship, it just it feels like a small ocean cruise ship to me. Yeah. And I mean, as I said, you have not been on the ship yet. No. Um, but the smallest cabin, which I didn't actually see, is 205 square feet. That's the smallest cabin on this ship. And then, you know, on the on the main deck, you get into like 250 square feet. Um, and then, you know, going all the way up to um, 710 square feet on, on yeah. the suites. And so you do, the double width makes those rooms so much larger. That's right. And it gives... And the, yeah, the majority of the suites are between 355 square feet to 710 square feet. And for those who are might be listening as ocean cruisers, this is big. I mean, even the small 205 square feet, it could be the largest room on some of the uh, other ocean cru uh, river cruisers, and it's the smallest on Ama Magna. So this is a real uh, revolution in the river cruise industry. And you're looking at, you know, your your halls are a little bit wider on the ship. But really, most of that space is going, the, the double width is going into the staterooms. So when you walk in, you have a corridor almost like you would on an ocean cruise with cabinets and hanging space. And I mean, you do have that on other river cruise ships as well, um, but but they're very short. And this one is like, you know, you're walking like you're walking into an, a stateroom on an ocean cruise. And that's what it felt like. And that's what the ship felt like. And Yes, although it is small by some standards, it, I was amazed. You know, they have the chef's table and Jimmy's wine bar next to each other. And I mm -hmm. just like that concept of just having two public spaces that are next to each other on a river cruise boat. Because, you know, for those of you who have river cruised, you know that kind of every room is just is wall to wall. Yeah, exactly. And we are, people can see, they can live our experience in one of the category SA staterooms, which measures 355 square feet. And they can actually experience that with us next week uh, when we get on, when we fly to, fly to Budapest, get on the ship, we'll be reporting uh, during that week. So it's the week after July 4th. Uh, we'll we'll take pictures, we'll do videos, and uh, we'll just have a lot of we'll we will tell you a lot about what it's like to live in that stateroom. 
So we're talking a lot about space, and I think that that's important, especially when we're looking at this as, you know, an option for people who have been on ocean cruises looking to get into river cruising and you have the space and you have the multiple dining venues. But I also want to talk about why this ship is going to appeal to current river cruising mm-hmm. um, guests. Yeah, well, well, let's just just back up just one moment to finish the ocean cruise sort of analogy. Sure. You, you know, if you look at the um Okay, I'm reminded of Seabourn. So let's look at the water sports platform. You know, Seabourn has those marinas at the back of the ship. So this is going to be different. They're going to have what they call a sundowner boat, and they're going to offer these uh, excursions. And who knows what else? You know, I'm not sure. Maybe they'll offer, you know, kayaking, canoeing. That may be in the works already. I'm not sure. The multiple dining venues. They've got a Zen wellness studio. So it's just... It, it will the same things, I think, that will appeal for the ocean cruiser thinking to make the jump over the river is going to appeal to the existing river cruisers. I think what it's like is they're going to get on waterways on steroids, basically, <laughs> because this is just such an amped up version of, of what AMA has built its incredible reputation on. And I'm not just saying this because this is from our readers. I, I, we get emails all the time about what a great job Alma Waterways does, not only in the best of times when everything's going great, but also in the worst of times when, you know, when you might have low river levels or high river levels. They, uh, they get, they just, they, they, their philosophy is to underpromise and overdeliver, and I think they do that on each and every cruise. Yeah, yeah, and this is no exception. So right. But yeah, I mean, I think that I think that that is something that's really apparent, just even from sailing with them from the first time. And then once you kind of keep sailing with Ama and realize the ins and outs of the company, that starts to become more apparent, and you realize these small little things that make a difference. And you know, we other other river cruise companies have things that they do really well as well. But something that I really like about AMA is that there's always this communal feeling on board as well. And I mean, that kind of strays away from this over under promise and over deliver. But I mean, it it does tie into it as well as like the service. But I, I wrote when I was on AMA Viola that I always appreciate when I can talk to the crew because a lot of them are my age, like friends or like someone who I just want to have a conversation with and I don't need someone to call me ma'am. And and I also wrote that if I wanted them to, they would, you know. Right. But you can have yeah. this sort of, you know, our cruise director got off the ship and everyone went to go play soccer one day, just out, just randomly. And so it's kind of this really, really close bond and i'm curious to see how that's going to translate to the bigger ship just because there's more space and you know you're it kind of feels like when you're on these river boats and something that i know that we both really enjoy about it is that you're kind of running into people all the time and you're seeing your fellow passengers and you know by the end of the week maybe you know everyone's name um but i think that what makes this a little bit more interesting is that this ship is twice as big, but it's going to carry almost the same amount of guests. Yeah, it's 196 passengers. You yeah. know, that's uh, 
So that goes back to like the old days of ocean cruising when people were cruising on ultra luxury uh, small ships. And some of these are still in existence, like Sea Dream. They were the Sea Goddess 1 and 2. And they carry right around 100 passengers. And then, but you know, nowadays, the so called ultra luxury ocean cruise segment, they're becoming much, much larger. You seldom see ships in the uh, two hundred dollar, uh, two hundred uh, person passenger, you know, range. Nowadays, you're seeing six fifty, seven fifty, and and more. So this kind of harkens back to the day when ultra luxury cruising was evolving, with small, you know, a small passenger base, um, high space ratio. That's the amount. That's how spacious the uh, ship feels, and just the multiple dining venues. And also the service. But I want to point out one sort of fascinating fact about Ama Magna, and that is the pricing. Uh, you, There are seven night cruises on the Danube right now available at least through the end of the year at 25, starting at 20, $24.49. Why? Because nobody really knows about this ship except for us in the industry. Nobody really understands this ship except for us in the industry. The one remark that I get more than anything else is, oh, that's too wide to pass through the locks. Well, you're right, and that's why they only cruise this portion of the Danube that they're on. They can pass through those locks, through any locks that are on the Danube uh, in the portion that they sell. But it's an incredible value right now, and I think that's going to change as word gets out about this ship, particularly – as, as we're on and more people get exposed to it, as Samantha Brown, you know, christens the ship and, you know, it gets a lot of publicity then. So I would say this is kind of the time to lock in, <laughs> you know, if you want to cruise from 2449 on up, it's a, this is a really great value. Yeah. And I, I mean, let, so let's talk about that as well. Is it because we've talked a lot about, you know, why this is good a good option for ocean cruisers but i want to kind of backpedal a little bit because especially talking about booking as someone who has river cruised before who likes the size of river cruise ships that i've been on don't mind maybe that the stateroom is a little bit small what why should i book this trip why should i go on this ship opposed to another one Uh, as an ocean cruiser you're saying as a river cruiser as a river cruiser well just to um uh, you know what I I can only relate to Crystal Mozart, which is no longer in the Crystal Fleet. Uh, I can only relate to what it was like to walk on to that ship as a river cruiser who had only bed on traditional ships. And my first impression was, wow, this feels again going back to like a small ocean cruiser. But more than that, I felt like, wow, there's a lot of space here. And there's there's not only space, but I have more choice now because I have more dining venues. I have more lounges and also have more space in my stateroom. The space really made a big impression on me. And you'll really get a you get a feel for that space anywhere you go on the ship, but particularly the top deck. When you go to the top deck, you know, it's not just a few steps from one side to the other. And some people might view that as a disadvantage, but there's just a lot of space to spread out and put lounge chairs and that sort of thing on the top deck. Yeah. So space, you know, that's that's the reason. If you're a traditional over ocean cruiser, why should you try Ama Magna? Be just just because it opens up a whole new world to you, literally. 
And I think too, like one thing that we're really going to observe because we're staying together. Right. Is that, you know, we'll kind of observe how that room works for two people who are not sleeping in the same bed. Because I think space becomes a lot different when you look at, you know, sharing a bed with someone, sharing a lot of space with someone in that way. And then saying like, well, we are going to sleep separately and like how much space are we each going to have to kind of spread out? Right. And, Cause and... you, you look at, yeah, you look at uh, standard, you know, uh, entry level stateroom on a, I'm a waterway ship or, or almost anybody else. And you're looking at 165, 150 square feet, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And we have double that. So we've got twice the space. So imagine what it would be like to put two people into a room that was half of that, yeah. which we've done before. I've done it before with yeah. your brother, Alex, who is six foot six and, yeah, it's tight. It is very tight. Yeah, and so I think that that's an interesting thing that we should probably touch on as well is like the the family aspect of this ship as well and, and how that space can allow for more family-friendly travel. Yeah, it really triples and quads, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at it, a lot of the staterooms on this ship operate as an ocean cruise ship would where you have a pull-out couch and on the smaller on Ama's other vessels on some of them you have triple cabins um where you have a chair that pulls out which i mean obviously and once right. you <laughs> once you separate the the bed in the room to sleep two people and then the chair everyone in that room is sleeping on a twin bed at that point yes um and so this if you had like a mom and dad and then a two children or a mom and a mom or a dad and a dad if you had parents and kids then you could parents can sleep in one one place and kids can sleep in another instead of you know trying to like make this work by reconfiguring everything in the room it's kind of already set up to do that um, because I think that this ship was designed, and I think a lot of what Amo Waterways does in general is designed with families in mind. Yeah, and we've got a great photo of our room on the. Uh, it's a tie, It's a article on the site called "We're Heading to Budapest to Cruise New Amo Magna," and I'm just looking at that photo now. And the couch, even even the sofa there, sofa bed looks very comfortable. It's it's a big, it's a normal. It looks like a normal size. Sulfa. So we'll be looking at that too. We're going to pull it out and see, you know, how much room it takes up in the, uh, in our, our state room and all of that. So we're going to look at it from the perspective of, you know, not only just two, uh, sleeping separately in a cabin, but also, you know, if you had three or even four in a cabin. Yeah. And I mean, we do get a lot of questions about that as well as, you know, I want to do something with my family. I want to take myself and my daughter and my granddaughter or whatever it may be and you have to look at each ship and say okay well which one is going to allow three people in a room because just baseline apart from accommodations a lot of ships only allow two people in a room and so once you bring that third person in you're looking at booking an extra cabin and paying double and then if that person is by themselves you might even be paying triple because you'd be paying yeah. a supplement. And so uh, it's just, it's all of these things that you have to take into consideration that until you know about them, you kind of don't. 
Yeah, exactly. Until someone points it out that like, well, if you have to book two rooms, you're going to be paying for four people and you only have three. And, you know, it just raises all of these questions. So I think it makes our jobs a little bit easier to just look at a ship and say, okay, it does. Here's what it is. And let's uh, to just to rewind a little bit and go back to the ocean cruiser, mm-hmm. uh, because this this podcast is going to be posted on both sites. You probably already mentioned that it's Avid Cruiser, River Cruise Advisor. To rewind a little bit to the ocean cruiser, I think some things they're going to be surprised about is first of all, all the excursions are included, so you're not they're just included in the package. You don't have to worry about paying for those. Also, uh, beer and wine with lunch and dinner included. And if you like, you can have sparkling champagne at breakfast. I did see one couple go through a bottle one breakfast, and that, that wouldn't be me, but uh, that, that's their choice, of course. Uh, so It's only uh, because we haven't traveled together yet. That mentality might change right. by the end of yeah. next week. Yeah. And also Wi-Fi is included, and uh, it's Alma, I think they invested just a whole lot of money in Wi-Fi. I just uh, keep in mind that this is something that they don't charge for. So they spend millions per year and get nothing back from that. Actually, what they do get back from that, it's not a revenue stream. They get a a very good guest experience. And that in turn, uh, you know, people are putting their crews on social media. They're, you know, they're, they're talking with their friends about it. And it's, it's, it's interesting that, this is not a uh, profit center or they, they lose money on it in some ways because they spend all this money and charge nothing for the Wi-Fi. But yet, you know, it's offered to guests for free. So they, ha- they have that as well as bikes, uh, bikes that you can use for, you know, guided bike tours or independent bike touring. And there's no charge for those either. But I do think that that also makes the that also just goes back to to this kind of like family friendly experience and where you can just kind of take bikes out and because a lot of the times when you have kids doing like longer tours loses interest and i think i always go back to family because i knew what how important travel was in my life and so to see these options for young young travelers to be able to get out and really kind of not be accommodated but also be welcomed um so you do have those options you know of course i think that's part of what makes river cruising great too is that you know if you don't want to go out and do a tour all day long you can just hop off the ship and you're you're there and so i mean and then yeah the addition of like the bikes that makes a difference the pools Mm -hmm. um yeah, and then as we said on this one, there's the the water sports platform. We mentioned that earlier. But I think that um, something about river cruising and this ship especially is that there really feels like there is something for everyone. And I think a lot of times on river cruises, you're kind of, you feel like you have to sacrifice something because, you know, either you're eating dinner in the same place every single night. And and as we said, this ship has four dining venues. Right. Or you're, you know, sacrificing the space or you're sacrificing maybe the gym that you might have if you were staying in a hotel or, you know, on a bigger ship. But But this, I really feel like you're not sacrificing anything because there's space for everything and everything has really been taken carefully into consideration. Yeah. And I think that we're going to do a good job and, 
you know, presenting that sort of experience to people when we're on our cruise, we're going to be busy working, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you suggested, we're just going to stay on the trip ship one day so that we can, so that we can really explore that ship and get to know it mm-hmm. and present that information to our readers. And I thought also the logistics of the trip might be interesting for readers too, mm-hmm. or listeners in this case, because, uh, you know, we're going to be flying into Budapest and we, we actually, it's something I hardly ever do. But we're flying in on the same day that we board the ship. And uh, it, it feels a little bit safe there because the, the ship overnights in Budapest on the first day. At least I hope it does. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then we'll cruise up. Uh, as we cruise toward Vilshofen, we'll have a christening ceremony. So. I'm sorry, the cat is stuck in a wire. Okay, let's just let that go then. Yeah. So, so yeah, Britain has animals. <laughs> cats and two dogs <laughs> so back to this cruise that we're doing we're going to do the christening ceremony with samantha brown and then we'll end in Billshofen. and we were going to fly home on that day but the flights were very expensive i'm six foot five and 61 and i'm not flying economy again so i had to find a business class fare i could afford i looked at munich it was a pretty good price but then britain had the idea let's go to prague and explore that and that price was even lower. So I think I ended up with something like $2,600 for, you know, business class fare. Plus we get to see Prague as well. So um, uh, that could be something I could advise to people, you know, fly into Budapest if you're going in that direction and look at flying out of Prague and, you know, their their airfares seem to be very reasonable there. Yeah. And I mean, even if you're doing the other way around, right, flying into Prague and then because a lot of cruises do do i mean even if you want to do it on your own but a lot of times um cruise lines offer um pre and post tours in right in prague and you know um we're doing it on our own because Mm -hmm. we want to explore uh you can certainly do it on your own you can like when you leave billshofen uh, you can get a transfer to Prague. There are companies that do that. Alma Waterways may offer a transfer. I'm not sure. They do offer a package. And we're actually, uh, we're going to stay in the same hotel that the Alma Waterways group is going to stay in. We won't have tours. They'll have their tours and their mills and things like that included. So we'll be out exploring on our own. And I don't know, will we get as good experience as they do? I'm not sure, but, you know, but um, I'm sure we'll save some. And you just have to weigh, is it worth, you know, saving that uh, amount of money for what you get if you do the whole sort of seamless trip with Alma Waterways? Uh And we'll pay for things like our, you know, our transfer to the airport, our hotel room, our meals, if we want to do any tours. But I feel like for me, I feel like Prague is a walking city and that we'll have just as good a time. That's at least my feeling. As much as we cruise and do tours all day long, we we are also not always tour people. <laughs> well, we may be toured out by that time because, you know, on the cruise, everything's included. And there's this thing called FOMA, fear of missing out. <laughs> and you feel like you have to do everything. I heard someone from um, Backroads who, who they have a partnership with Alma Waterways. But I was on them recently with Ponant. And they said, think of it as Joma, joy of missing out. So I'm starting to incorporate that philosophy a little bit Try as well. Try to reframe a little bit. And right. I do want to talk about the tours, though. And I think that that might 
kind of be the last thing that we haven't touched on mm-hmm. um, is the fact that Ama Waterways offers so many different excursions in every port. I mean, there are at least three. And I mean, not there are people who do more than more excursions than that. Um, but there are also cruise companies that you travel with where you're only where you have one option. And if that's yeah. not the option that you want to take, well, then you're kind of on your own. Um, but you always have at least one active option, which is another reason why I think it's great for for families, for young travelers, but also like you can bike more than I can. <laughs> so, right, right. You know, and just people who who lead an active lifestyle, um, that's always good. And then, but there's always something really fun to do too. Like when we went to Dernstein, they did an apricot tasting. And so it's like, I mean, one day if you take a 20 mile bike ride, then the next day maybe you can indulge in, in chocolates or, you know, a wine tasting or whatever it may be. But I think that the variety of excursions and and being able to say, well, I can go on this cruise because I can take a bike ride and that's something that I want to do. But if I wanted to take my grandmother with me, she could go on a gentle walking tour because she has just had both of her knees done. And so just kind of it really covers everyone. So here's a tip for you if someone who studied German for four years when an E comes before I and any uh, sort of pronoun or noun or whatever, it's you pronounce the second letter. So it's Dernstein, it's Weisenkirchen, and this is a place you'll visit that we'll visit on the Danube as well. So that's not just for you, it's for our readers as well, unless we have German speakers out there. <laughs> okay, and so I guess my point didn't land, no. Well, I want to say that uh, they offer so many excursions that I do suffer from that fear of missing out. Uh-huh. I wanted to, I'm like, if, if I want to do them all. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like, oh, wow, I'm, you know, I'm kind of exhausted now. I've done enough tours and I'd rather just stay on the boat and relax a little bit. But, uh, but you know, just uh, what you don't want to hear is people coming back from an excursion that you skipped and saying, oh, my God, that was great. Yeah. And that's happened to me quite a few times. It always happens. Yeah. yeah. Because everyone's excursion is, is always great. The one you choose will be the one that was the absolute, the choose to miss. That's the one that was the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, and I think that that, that's something kind of looking back to ocean cruising as well, is that maybe if you're going to a more exotic destination, maybe you're going to get off and do certain activities or if you're going with a luxury cruise line that's inclusive and includes excursions because a lot of the time when you're just doing like a Caribbean cruise you're kind of just on the ship and then going to shore and doing your own thing and that's something that you can do on the river as well um you're not you're never forced to tour around no and that's you know it's something I've learned over the years of cruising and river cruising is really just you've got to make it your own. You know it's very comfortable to have this sort of trip that's all organized for you and each day is planned and all of that. But I like to make it my own, and by that I mean if I'm docked in a city and I want to walk in to a coffee shop and skip the excursion. That's fine. Sometimes that's where some of my best memories come from. Uh-huh. And that's what this is all about, travel. It's not about just, it is living in the moment, that sort of thing. 
but you want to come home with a memory, you know. And so sometimes that's where some of my best memories come from is just when I make the trip my own. And I might even be alone or I might be with one other person or whatever and just go out and experience something. That's enough. If river cruising did not offer any excursions excursions at all, and if you just docked in these little places and just went for a walk and experienced Europe like the Europeans live it, that'd be enough to support a river cruise industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. No, I think that you, you kind of really did hit the nail on the head. And so that's that's all that I really have to, to say about that. But um, I do think that we're getting to our time. I mean, I think that we could talk about this all day long. I know that we're both super excited and kind of talking about river cruising and why to river cruise and how to look into that. I mean, excuse me, and how to kind of proceed with that is something that that we are passionate about. And that's why we do what we do. So I'm sure that we will talk more about Ama Magna very soon. And um, we're going to do a podcast from the ship as well. Right. So... And one thing that I might also add in sure. and sort of wrapping things up here is that because this ship is so new and because Ama wants to expose it to as many people as possible, particularly during its first year of operation, they have asked us to host a Christmas markets cruise. And that's going to be in December, December 15th through 23rd. And they 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 just ask us to host it and to reach out to our readers for people who might want to cruise with us and experience this ship. And, you know, of course, we wouldn't do this with just any company or any ship. Um, but we do love Christmas markets. And we do love, we do think people will love this ship as well. And I think it's just a great opportunity for us and for anyone who might, you know, want to travel along with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want more info on that, I can link that in the description. We have a page about it. Or yeah. you can email us. Right. So, but we we will talk more about that and, you know, that experience once we do kind of look at the ship and and get more of a feel for it. Yes. So. Come cruise okay. with us. It will be very fun. Can't you tell? Yeah. Well, especially Christmas markets. We may not drink champagne at breakfast, but we're still fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for joining me, Dad. I appreciate it. Okay. And I'll see you in uh, I'll see you in seven days. Well, Well, yeah. By the time this comes out, it won't be. We're meeting up in Philadelphia, right? Because I'm coming from Asheville. You're coming from Greensboro. We meet in Philadelphia. Yep. I'll be there six hours before you. So. Ooh, you should have me as your travel agent. so much for joining me today on avid travel with Britain frost i hope that you all have a great week as always and i will see you next time bye